and welcome to Generation Mix, the podcast where a father and a son listen to mix CDs that the dad's been making for the son for the last four years or so. I am the dad, I am Neil. I am the son, I am Joel. Uh, Joel is 12 years old and I started making these when he was just turned eight, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so if you picked up on the audio clue at the beginning of this episode or indeed from the last episode, you'll know that we are going to be listening to the music of Mike Oldfield. A uh, bit of an important artist to me when I was in my teenage years. Um, I was introduced to it by a friend at school, which, by the way, is the same school that uh, Joel now goes to himself. Yes. Um, so without further ado, let's dive straight in to the first track on here. It's the very beginning of all of Mike Oldfield's stuff. Um, and it is the opening part of Tubular Bells. used with great effect on the uh, the horror film the exorcist which kind of was what partly what turned it into a the, the album tubular bells into a massive hit what did you think of it and what mo- what makes mum hate it yeah your mum doesn't like this track very much she finds it gets through her a bit doesn't it and um, she terrified no, she's not terrified i've never seen the she's film like, ah! when she heard it before oh well She's got better. Since. She's never seen the film, so I don't know why she's scared. Maybe it's, maybe that's actually evocative of the music. The fact that that music brings that reaction in this so that it was really ideally suited for something like The Exorcist. But what do yeah. you think of it? I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit repetitive. It is repetitive. It's, it's, in the last episode, when we looked at Day Tripper, I mentioned that because of Day Tripper, I learnt what an ostinato was. In that following lesson where we were all meant to bring in examples of ostinatos that we'd heard from our own music listening, and most of us had forgotten, the friend that I mentioned earlier, um, he said, why don't you say tubular bells? Now, I didn't know the music. He did, lots. Um, but he's right. It's an, that, um, that piece is an ostinato, and then there's yeah. lots of it, bills and bills. Um, no, it's not the whole of it. It's just an excerpt. I think it's about three minutes from the beginning that we used on there. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's it's where his career started. Yeah. Um, so we'll leap forward from there to the at the time most recent Mike Oldfield album, which uh, the album's called Man on the Rocks. Um, I like this song. And it's a track called Sailing.
So you already said you liked it. So this song used to be pretty high up on my top 100, but not anymore. Oh, okay. It's, Is it still in it? Um, possibly. I don't know. Okay. So it's, sung... it's also not my favourite Michael Phil song now either. Oh, okay. I'm quite interested to find out what that is, but don't tell me yet. So every track on this album was sung by a man called Luke Spiller. Um, Mike Oldfield had never done this before. He'd done track albums where all the tracks were songs, but they were sung by multiple different people. Or all the tracks had no songs because they were all instrumental. It was the first time he did a full song album with one singer, which I think gives you a bit of a unifying quality. I, I rather like the Man on the Rocks album. Um, I haven't heard it, so... Oh, you, you've heard a few of the tracks on it because there'll be a, a couple tracks, more coming yeah. up. So, moving on from that, we're going to go back to what Mike Oval became famous for, which is the long form instrumental pieces. And we're going to go to the album from 1975, which is probably my favourite Mike Oldfield album, which is Omadorn. And we're going to have an excerpt from Omadorn. that was a bit from Omadorn. I think it's from side, beginning of side two. Yeah, I, I like Omadorn. Yeah, I love Omadorn. It sounds a lot like something a ballerina would dance to. Okay. Or a figure skater, for that matter. He's revisited that thematic feel of Omadorn um, since this CD was, um, was compiled with Return to Omadorn. So if you like Omadorn, maybe you should actually... I mean, the, one of the ideas behind this series is that if Joel particularly likes tracks he hears, I, I would encourage him to investigate the full album. Yeah, like, um, if, you, if you have it, get see it. If I, if I yeah. like it, get the album myself. And, and yeah. I've got Omadorn. Um, I've got okay. Omadorn on vinyl. I think, on I think I've remembered what my favourite song was, but it may change. Okay, so um, I, I'd encourage you to listen to Omadorn. You're welcome to borrow it from me. Okay. Um, now we like jump forward to Tubular Bells 3. Now, so we're now looking at a track that came from the album Tubular Bells 3. Um, so Tubular Bells 1 was released in 1973. He then released Tubular Bells 2 in 91. And then... Before the end of the 90s, he released Tubular Bells 3, which was totally different to the other two. The other two were pure music. Um, there were no songs on them, that's what I mean. Tubular Bells 3 was different, and it had a, um Ibiza-style dance vibe to it. And when I heard it, I hated it. I really don't like Tubular Bells 3. But this track is particularly good, and it's Man in the Rain. Just threw it all away 
it's a great song. Um, he wrote this shortly after his biggest ever hit, and it's very similar, which we'll hear later. Um, but Man in the Rain is really good. It's a shame that his parent album is awful. But does it, what do you think of Man in the Rain? Um, I like the song. The chorus has some questionable lyrics. Oh, okay. We're going to go back a little bit. I've already mentioned the album that we're looking at next, which is Tubular Bells 2. And Joel's quite excited about the next track because it's uh, The Bell. The reason he's excited about The Bell is The Bell is um, the Tubular Bells 2 version of the um, Master of Ceremonies introducing the various instruments at the end of uh, the first side of the album. And the Master of Ceremonies is... Mr. Potter. Page 394. It is Alan Rickman. Yeah. Who's known to Joel as Snape? Yep, Professor Severus Snape from all the Harry Potter movies. Yay! Um, so he was uncredited, but it's clearly Alan Rickman's voice. Introducing Grand Piano. You like this track, don't you? Yeah. Um, Still repetitive, but then again, some songs can be good repetitive, like a lot of the songs that will end up in my revenges. Mm. <laughs> or about three. We come now to the album from 1979 called Platinum. Um, and it's the opening piece from uh, Side One of Platinum, which is also known as Airborne. I like it, but I don't love it. I love Airborne. It's one of my absolute favourite pieces. Please, of... no, I just... Well, no, you, there's plenty of other people who probably wouldn't like it that much. But I really, really like Airborne. Um, yeah. I, I love the way it builds and it starts to get almost pregnant and exciting before it breaks into the full band melody. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, it's great, Airborne. Yeah, it's, it's fair enough, you may not like it. Please, no haters. However, um, I'm pretty sure you do know and like the seventh track on the CD. Where the from Moonlight Shadow. Moonlight Shadow from Crises. <laughs> Mike Oldfield. Mike, Carried away by a moonlight shadow. Mike Oldfield's biggest hit.
was a huge, huge hit song by Maggie Bell. Far away. Are you going to be singing it? I can't help not singing Moonlight Shadow. It's superb. But do, you, do you like it or not? And we can't know how to break through. Yeah, I like it. Why would I sing it if I didn't like Generation it? No, don't do that. Yeah, I don't like that. that. So yeah, this was our theme for this episode, Generation Mix, um, sung to the tune of Moonlight Shadow. But you like the song, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I just don't like you doing that. Okay. <laughs> I don't like me doing it either. The next track on here is actually a cover version. Um, it's from the album QE2. And um, it's a cover version of an ABBA piece of music. So yeah, the um, it's the title track from ABBA's album Arrival, um, as reimagined by Mark Oldfield for the QE2 album. a lovely piece of music anyway it's nice and um i think it is a really nice the electric guitar is nice yeah it is um the next pick is again from tubular bells 2 and is um meant to sound like bagpipes and it's they're not real bagpipes i don't think i think they're they're simulated ones and it's tattoo So that was Tattoo from Tubular Bells 2, which he released as a single to almost no effect. What do you think of it? Mm. It's not actually the best track mm. that we've had so far, is it? La- last it? time we tried to um, record it, I said this was probably one of my least favourite yeah. on the entire thing. Um, Mixtape. I think that's probably a fair comment, but I was trying to give you a representation of what his career has been like and that sometimes includes including a track that I personally may not like very much. Or in the case of some CDs to come in the future, an artist I really can't stand. But you'll have to keep listening to find out who that is. Well, you have to be keep listening for a long time to find out who that is. It's on, it's, it's on set three. Yeah, it's... Be, 20, it's like a, 20, 20 thing sets. And it's on only, set three. Only just inside. I mean, we could have a following by then, for all, you, all we know. We might have hundreds, maybe thousands of people listening to our inane ramblings about music. Oh, uh, as if. <laughs> I don't know, we've got one. Tim listened to the previous one. Oh. Um, so we're going to jump back to the most, then most recent Oldfield album, which is Man on the Rocks, and the track is Moonshine. The day we drank moonshine in the rain And raised our glasses to the wind The day that we dreamed we 
Gather from the fact that you started singing it, you like it. Yeah. So I'd like to point out, we will insert the music, but Joel did not just hear that song played again. He could remember it and really... In, and I only remember that line. Ah, but you and I remember the tune of the second line, but I don't remember the words. Second track, he actually called Moonshine, because there was one right at the end of Hubert Bells 2. And of the two tracks, it's just far better. Yeah. We're now halfway through. Um, and track 11 on here... So that was Punkadiddle. Um, Dancing from, song! From Platinum again. Um, what you weren't able to see, because this is an audio medium, was when we listened to that tiny bit of that. Now, Joel could remember it, but he wanted to hear it again because he dances to it. Yes, he's 12 and he dances to it. So. Joel. Yeah, I like it. Get used to it. Uh, no haters. Uh, he's a, I really, I like punk a little. They used to play yeah. this live without their shirts on. I mean, it's what? It's, yeah. Okay, I don't want to see that. Okay, we come to another cover version, if you can call it that. It's more likely a traditionally arranged by uh, Mike Oldfield, and it's his Christmas hit. In Dulce Jubilee. I got punk of doodles stuck in my head. So yeah, um, I included this because Joel already actually knew in Dulce Jubilee before I ever made the CD. From hearing it around Christmas, and you liked it. It was it was a it was a top one hundred Christmas songs thing on the BBC. Yeah. It nearly made my top 100 when I made it about a year ago. Wow, a Christmas song in your nearly in your top 100. So it's an ancient tune. It goes back well over 100 years. Um, but it's a it's a really nice arrangement that you did of it, actually. Yeah. Which I suppose, given the fact that it keeps appearing on Christmas compilations and on Christmas Spotify, probably keeps them in a few quid every year when yeah. it's being played. The next track came from the Five Miles Out album, and it was a hit in America for Hall and Oates, and it's called Family Man. Yeah. 
What do you think of Family Man? I'm getting mm. the sense that you don't particularly like the song. I don't particularly like the song. I like the moral. So the story of the song is a uh, family man and someone is trying to seduce them into having an affair and they're having none of it, which is a really positive message for a pop song, really, isn't it? Yes. Um, Considering a lot of it's the opposite. The next track is a uh, TV theme tune. Yeah. I like this song. So the theme tune to the BBC TV series Blue Peter, um, which is, proper title is Barnacle Bill. Did you know that? No. So it's, <laughs> it's not actually called Blue Peter. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so he he was commissioned to do a new version of their theme tune in 1979, which is what he did. Um, is is that one still? No, no, it's still the theme tune, but not his version. Yeah. So I don't know how long it was his version of it, because now it's a bit kind of radified. Yeah, it's still the same. It's more electronic. Yeah, that's probably close to the truth. The next track is on the surface very similar to the very first one on this CD because it's from Tubular Bells 2 and it's Sentinel, which is very similar to the first uh, original opening of Tube of the Bells. Whereas Tubular Bells uh, 1 is more of an ascending this one's even creepier. Uh, tune, Sentinel is more of a descending tune, but from the same kind of similar feel. Um, yeah. But you um, say it's even creepier. It is even creepier. I don't think it is. Well, um, we used to have this on a CD. Well, you do have it on a CD. Well, we used to have it on a different CD before you were doing these, like, ages ago when I was, like, when I was about four or five. Uh, my sister... Did you realise that? ...was about two or three. Okay, and carry on with the story and then I'll correct you after. She sat on the sofa and, I, and, I, and I, whenever it came on, I lay on the floor and decided to pretend to be an ant or something and attack her. <laughs> she got really scared. You do realise that was not this track. What track was it then? Because the CD you're thinking of was movie themes. So movie orchestral music. And I put on that the opening part of Tubular Bells, which we had right at the beginning. 
Was it? So what you used to do that to was Tubular Bells 1, which proved my point about how similar they are, but yet they are completely different tracks. Do we still have that CD? Somewhere. If we can put it on, I'll see. Well, I know. That's the only other CD it would have been on, is the movie themes one. Track 16 is another traditional arranged, although in this case we know who wrote the original, and it's his version of the William Tell Overture. I am often in awe when I listen to this track um, because it's quite quick and the guitar virtuoso level required to be able to play oh, it's actually pretty impressive. Pop it on the head like a ping pong ball, pop it on the head like a ping pong ball, pop it on the head with a ping pong ball with a ping, with a ping pong ball with a ping. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, you obviously know that from um, other circumstances. It's also the Lone Ranger theme. Bio Silver away. The next track is the title track from Five Miles Out. Miles out, isn't it? Mm. What? Mm-mm. You don't like it? No, Why not? Please. Why don't you like it? Mm. You don't like the, w- the way his voice sounds through no. the distortion. I can't see how his voice would be worse. Like, could be worse. Even the bully at my old school, his voice was better than that. Well, he just didn't have faith, I think, in his own vocals and so he distorted them next track is another cover from the qe2 album and this time it's a cover of the shadows and it's wonderful land It's definitely a wonderful world. What, like, what, you, what you imagine with it. Okay. Um, but I could imagine if it had words, it being a football anthem. Okay. 
This was a, a number one hit for The Shadows in, on the UK charts before The Beatles came along. Yeah. The, Shad- the Shadows were a huge instrumental band. Um, I often play this on my electric guitar when I'm warming up or doing sound checks. What about Blackbird? Ah, it's an acoustic. I do Blackbird for acoustic guitar, but for my electric guitar, I often play Wonderful Land. Um, it just gives my fingers a bit of a workout. Um, yeah. And it's a lot harder than you think it's going to be when you start playing it. Mm-hmm. Penultimate track now, then, is an excerpt from um, Mike Oldfield's double album called Incantations. Um, and uh, I think it's part of side four. That was an excerpt from part four of Incantations. Um, and the lady there is singing from, I think it's the poem, The Song of Hiawatha. I think. Well, they sound, um, I, as I said in that pause, um, it's sat, I can't remember, I can't place what it reminds me of. But when I shut my eyes, um, when I close my eyes and listening to it, I imagine a jungle. Yeah, I can, I can, I can totally yeah. see that. Um, yes, I, I would absolutely agree. And actually, the song of Hiawatha would probably not exactly a jungle, but a wilderness would probably tie in with that. Yeah, I, I could, I could uh, probably South American, in fact, actually South American rainforest. Even I know what it reminds me of. This is only one of the things it reminds me of. It reminds me of Mario Kart Wii. Um, not Jungle Japes, that's not... Cooper right. Cape? No. Okay. Um, oh, the, yo, I know the which one, the Jungle one. Track. The Jungle the Track. The Jungle one, I can't remember what it's called. Um, the Leaf Cup. From the N64, yeah. Yeah. I know which one you mean. Yes, I can kind of see that. It must be the drums, the bongo-type drums in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, final track. And uh, for this, I decided to revisit... Uh, the beginning and go back to tubular bells but this time um another excerpt from part one and it's the bit with the other master of ceremonies who was in this case vivian stanshall of the bonzo dog band Jubilee Bell's excerpt at the end there. I like that one. Um, but the beginning, when it's like... Yeah, all the guitar yeah, um, part. That, I don't know why, when I shut my eyes and see that one, I see 
a racing game, video game, right before, like, as it's showing you pictures of the track. Yeah, Mario Kart's got a lot Not to Mario Kart. For. Not Mario Kart. But it's got a lot to answer Like, for. proper racing games, like Need for Speed, Asphalt, that type of thing. Um, so that concludes our run through Daddy's introduction to Mike Oldfield for Joel. Um, and I think we've gathered from that that story so far that he might well go back and listen to Omadorn. Um I would encourage him every time to go and listen to Platinum because that's my second favourite after Omadorn. Um And actually, we probably ought to take some time to listen to Return to Omadorn as well, yeah. which has come out since this compilation. So, um, And who knows what he may yet release in the future. However, it's now time <laughs> for Joel's revenge. Where Joel's he, revenge! Where he makes me listen to a horrible song. Not necessarily horrible. We were young, posters on the wall Praying we're the ones that the teacher wouldn't call We would stare at each other Cause we were always in trouble And all the cool kids did their own thing I was on the outside, always looking in Yeah, I was there, but I wasn't They never really cared if I wasn't We all need that someone who gets you Like no one else right when you need it the most We all need a soul to So that was Alone, Part 2, by Alan Walker and Ava Max. It, ha- it is one of Alan Walker's most recent song tracks, and I really like it. What do you think, Dad? <sighs> well, this is going to surprise you, Joel. I quite like that, actually. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not... It, it's not going to make my top 100. It's Alan Walker. And You don't like Alan Walker. Well, no, I don't. You don't hate Alan Walker. No, I don't hate Alan Walker. And I quite like that song. Uh, I would have, I found that chorus, not going to make it alone, irritating in the extreme. But I could imagine this being a song that um, the covers band, I mean, First Requests could quite easily do and probably quite do quite well with a little bit. Uh, there are several unwanted so songs we, that I think you would do well. As, as you said in the previous one, that I don't like electronic music, and I do. Um, you just don't like my type of music. Very, some of them are good, some of them are not my taste. I quite like that one. Um, I was. I, I, I liked. That. I liked it more than um, the Ed Sheeran one we listened to last time. Although the second time we listened yeah. to the Ed Sheeran one, actually grown on me. Oh. Listeners, be prepared. In Joel's Revenge, we are quite often going to get an Alan Walker song because it's my favourite artist. And so far, about half of the songs I've got on my list for songs to do are Alan Walker. But no, I thought I thought that was actually... So be prepared. That was actually not a bad song. I, I quite enjoyed it, actually, Joel. Okay. Wasn't expecting that? No, I wasn't expecting that either. Mm-mm. 
So, which brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you have been downloading and increasing our numbers, um, this might be the first episode that will actually debut on um, Google Downloads. I'm going to work out how to put them on iTunes. Um, And as ever, we will leave you at the end of the episode with a musical cue to the artist that we'll be looking at on episode three. Oh, and also... Rock's very own chameleon. I didn't know that. Um, And also, make sure to download more, share with your friends. Yep. Only if they like music, otherwise they might get a bit annoyed. (laughs) Well, I'm sure sure you and I, between us, whether or not they like music, could could manage to get a high level of annoyance on people who are listening (laughs) to this. Like... A lot of things that I've said, I said in episode one, will annoy people, at least. Well, about songs I dis- disliked yeah. and liked. If you enjoyed the snippets you've heard, obviously go out and check out the artist yourself, um, yeah. and let us know in comments. I think I think you can have comments below where you've downloaded it from, and we'll yeah. see you on the next episode. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.